Hey, hello. To all of you who made it out here, everybody in the building, and all of you out there uh, who are watching, so glad that you're joining us. Uh, just whenever and wherever you're joining us, so glad that you could be a part of what we are doing, where we celebrate Jesus and, and we worship God together. And, uh, you know, hey, before we get into it, I do just want to say uh, on this Veteran Day, Veterans Day weekend that, that, listen, man, we're here. I thought a lot about this. We're here and, and we get to do some things because of the freedoms we have, right? We, we get to come here. We get to worship God. We get to celebrate Jesus. Uh, because of that freedom that we have. And, and for me, uh, I am so grateful uh, that I get to come here with a full heart uh, to be able to say what I get to say about Jesus being the way, the truth, uh, and the life. And, and that is a freedom that I'm so, so thankful for. And we have men and women uh, who have worked and sacrificed for that freedom that hopefully uh, that we are grateful for and we hold so dearly. And so I do want to take a minute uh, and just recognize uh, those of you who are actively serving or, or who are veterans of our military uh, forces. I, I just want to take a minute and celebrate. Could you stand up if that's you? Uh, and I just want to thank God. I want to praise God for you. Come Come on, let's, let's give it to him right now. Let's praise God for all of you. Come on, let's give it all of you out there too. Man, we're so thankful for your service and for what you do. God bless you. God bless you in the name of Jesus, yes. I just don't want to go past that without saying that. And uh, again, so grateful for your service to us. All right, let's go ahead and get going, man. If you got your Bibles or electronic devices, go ahead and open those up and go to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. Now, we are moving along in this study, right? We turned the corner a few weeks ago and, and we talked about how this was like kind of a, a book of two halves and, and we're in the second half of this letter that Paul wrote uh, and the second half basically starts with uh, Romans chapter 12 uh, and we went from like, from that point on, he's guiding us into just how to practically live out what we learn in the first 11 chapters, okay? So in, in Romans 12, one, you'll see where he says, therefore, therefore, and what he's saying is we're going from what you need to know uh, to how you live this out. Out, what you should be living this out with, okay? And, and really, when you look, and hopefully you're still studying for yourself, hopefully you're still reading and using that reading plan, but when you look at these last five chapters from, from chapter 12 to 16, it really is, it's really all about relationships. That's what it is. That's how we live this out. We, that's how we love God and love others. So it's really all about relationships. So we started talking in, in chapter 12, we started talking about our relationship with God and, and then we're looking at our relationship with others and, and then our relationship with the church and, and all of that stuff. And today, uh, we're gonna look at another relationship Here's the relationship that we're going to look at today. We're going to talk about our relationship to the government, all right? Uh, so there is a way uh, in which we relate to uh, and, and live and interact with the governing body around us uh, as a Christ-filled Jesus follower. And uh, by doing that, just by doing that, it will indicate how we live and interact with our government. It will indicate to other people our commitment to Jesus Christ and what it's really about, okay? Now... Before you get your stuff and start heading out, uh, I'm not talking about politics, all right? That is not what we're gonna do. I'm not gonna talk about politics. So you just, everybody just go, ah, just release, just release, and uh, we'll be, I think we'll be okay, I think. I, I don't know, I'm not sure if we'll be okay. I think we'll be all right, okay? Um, so I think we'll be fine. But, but I really do, it's funny, because we really do get both sides from you guys. I don't know if you knew that. We, we get it from both sides. Like, uh, there are people that come up to me and say, hey man, why don't you talk more about politics? I get that from a lot of you. Why don't you talk more about it? Like, tell us what to do and, and how to, you know, what to do. And, and then I get it from the other side. It's like, we don't, why don't you talk, it, just don't talk at, at, at all about it, right? Like, well, like the separation thing. And, and so that's the other side. And then you could be like Courtney, my wife, who I love so dearly. And I tell her, I 
story the other day that I'm talking about God and government, and she got a gurgling sound in her stomach. So there, there's really three sides. Uh, anybody get a gurgling sound when we think about that? That's her. And so that's the third side. Um, so let me, uh, let me say this up front. Uh, and this is as political as I'm going to get, uh, and it'll probably offend everyone, so that's a good start. All right, so here we go, and then I'll be done with it. Um, if you're here, if you're here and you're looking for this to be a Democrat church, or, or if you're here and you're looking for this to be a Republican church, you came to the wrong place. You came to the wrong place. I'm just going to tell you that right up front, okay? Now, now, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you did come here looking for God, you came to the exact right place, okay? Because here's what I wanna tell you, man. God is not Republican. God is not Democrat. God is not even undecided. God is decidedly, he is decidedly in charge. He is for God. He's not on any side. He's on his side. And, and so with that said, here's what I'm gonna tell you. We will, because of that, we will never take a platform up here uh, in a political way like anything like that here, okay? Now, hear me out. This does not mean that we don't have biblical convictions that we talk about up here that we should have as Christians. And it doesn't mean that we don't care about the political landscape. In fact, quite the opposite. We want to encourage you to be passionate about it, to, to be following some of those things that are going on. Uh, for me, personally, personally, like I, I really am, I am kind of concerned. Like I'm concerned about our state. I'm concerned about our country. I'm concerned about the moral decline and, and, and some of the, the political problems that are going on. And, and I have my own convictions. I have my own convictions. I have my own opinions and I have my own thoughts. But here's the thing. Those are all with like these deep rooted, like deeply thought about biblical principles and commands that I just try to live by in my own life. All right. And, and I actually really do believe this. I know this for a fact, actually, if we were just to actually run our country by those biblical principles and, and commands, we'd be better off. I just believe that. And because here's why, because I think everybody would be better off if they followed God. That's not a political statement. That's just true. Okay. Um, but, but here's what I want to say. So, so here's what I do. I get informed. I get informed. I do my civic duty. I vote. I participate in the process. And I pray, man. I pray for influence. I pray for the influence that I have. I pray that I could be used by God for his kingdom to advance in whatever way it looks like and just to keep living my life for Jesus, okay? And so, so with that... Here is where we're gonna go today. That's all the politics I'm gonna talk about. Here's where we are gonna go today. We're gonna talk about two things in this section, all right? It's gonna be in Romans 13. Uh, we're gonna talk about one, how do we as believers in Christ just live in our government? How do, what do we do? Like, how do we live as believers in Christ with our government? And two, what do we do, what do we do if there's a difference, if there's a difference between God's way and the law of the land? That's what we're gonna talk about, okay? So, so we're gonna look at some commands and we're gonna look at some principles that I hope are pretty straightforward right out of Romans 13. Uh, and, and we're just gonna lay out the call that we have, everybody, not the feelings that we have, but the call that we have as Christ followers in our relationship to the government, okay? So let's go, hopefully you made your way there, to Romans 13, verse one. Let's read what Paul says. He says, all right, now, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. All right. We're going we're gonna to basically cover seven verses today. I feel confident I can get through those in 30 minutes. Pray for me, all right? Like, I think we can do that and get through seven verses. We're, we're a little tight this morning. That was a joke, all right, everybody? Everybody loosen up. We're good. We're good. Everything's going to be good, all right? It's going to be great. You're going to have a great lunch today, okay? Okay. And we're going to look at, at, at three principles that I find in here in these seven verses to live by in our relationship with the government. And here's the thing, gang. These are critical. 
These are really critical to know because honestly, honestly, this is why it's a little tight in here today, because living this way may not be shared by everyone here. Living the way that we're going to see straightforward uh, is not shared by everyone here. Now, it should be. It should be if you're claiming Christ. Uh, there should be no issue with it. But I'm, I'm, here's what I'm going to do, man. I'm just going to lay these out and at least see what God says. And then I want to challenge us, man, just to think a little bit about it. Just to think about where am I at with this. Uh, if we could just do that, I feel like that will be good. I feel like it will be a good thing if we can just lay out. And I'm gonna, I, I mean, honestly, my points are pretty much exactly what it says. I don't think I'm deviating too much from that. Okay, so with that, here's the first principle. I hope you write these down and think about these a little bit. First principle that we look at is this, is that I gotta remember my allegiance. I gotta remember my allegiance. I hear everybody writing that down, that's good. Okay, so here, let's look at this. So the first thing that Paul says here in verse one is he says, everyone, everyone needs to be subject to civil government. And here's the good news, it's not because the government demands it. It's not that. He actually says, because every single governing authority is actually divinely appointed by God's authority. That's why he's saying that we be subject to that, okay? And so I wanna make sure that I'm really clear uh, before we get into this. So, so right now, we're gonna read a lot about, like again, our relationship with government, but I don't think, this is not so much about our government affiliation as it's about our allegiance to God's authority. Okay, I think this is way more about our, uh, like what we do with God's authority than anything else today. And I'm telling you, of all the things we talk about in this series, this is one of the biggest things to get. This really is. Uh, because what we're really talking about here isn't really government at all. It's talking about this. Here it is. You can write this down. Does God have ultimate authority in my life or not? Does God have ultimate authority in my life or not? Because that's what this is about today. Because here's the thing, gang. Because if God does have ultimate authority, then everything we're about to read is not really gonna really make a big difference at all. It's not really gonna, it's not gonna be an issue. But, but here's the thing, man. Here's what you're gonna find out. And here's what that I know. Giving that authority up is not easy. It's not easy, and I would actually say it's more challenging uh, than, than you think, and it's probably why we feel that tension when things like this come up in our lives. And so I, I did some research on this, just to kind of back this up. So Pew Research uh, does studies, and, and here's a recent one that I saw, uh, and this is what they saw. This is what they, they did uh, when it was a survey of just Americans, and here's what it says. It says that one-third, you gotta follow me, one-third of Americans say they do not believe in the God of the Bible, but they do believe uh, in some sort of higher power uh, or energy or spiritual force in the universe, okay? One third of Americans say that. Now, also in that study, this is important to know, only one out of 10, only one out of 10 said that they don't believe in any God or any higher force, okay? So what this is saying, and then we'll get to my point, what this is saying is that as a people, and I've said this before, but as a people, for the most part, again, nine out of 10 uh, believe that there's something uh, that I can't quite explain, something that, that I know is bigger than me. We're not all just like a bunch of random things bouncing around or anything like that. There's something out there. But what is happening is that there is an increase of people who are actually more willing to say that there's a higher power than say that the God of the Bible is that higher power. And I got an idea of why they say that. I think it's, I have an idea of why that number is increasing because I think part of the reason why is this. Think about this, think about this. Because if I say that I believe not that there is a, like a creator God who has definition and all that stuff and who made me and everything else, but there's just this higher power thing out there, uh, this, this energy out there. I don't really have to be subject to this higher energy. 
I don't really have to be subject to that at all, this vague idea of like there's something out there, but, and I can still hold on to this thought that there's gotta be something bigger than me. And, and I think that's why more and more people are actually getting drawn to this idea uh, because it's an easier avenue to be my own boss. I can just do what I want if I have that idea, right? I can be my own authority. I can rule myself. And, and then, you know, if I need like a little spiritual juju, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great. If, if this higher thing wants to give me like some good stuff, good vibes, I'm down, man. Like, that's great. Uh, I'll be open to that. But not specifically the God of the Bible. I don't know if, because, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but like if you read the God of the Bible, I mean, uh, like he has like uh, personality, Right, like he's like relational and, and like has some things defined about him. He has he has like principles and commandments, and, and th- those don't sound real great. Uh, and, and this person, he seems to get angry at stuff. Like this guy seems to get angry, and, and he has an agenda. And I, he doesn't line up with my agenda all the time. I'm not sure I like that either. And uh, you know, and now he's going to actually uh, sort of tell me some stuff because most of us come to this conclusion that there's something bigger than us, but there's a lot of people that then say, when you come to a book, when you come to a book that tells you what to do, tells you how to live, tells you how to view God, that God isn't just some thing out there, but, but he can't be an idea, but he's a defined creator. And wait, and, and now he's telling me what to do? And now he's telling me like what's right and what's wrong? Uh, and then there's this word obey? That's like a four-letter word for some of us right there. And uh, you know, and so that God says things like, you know, he says things like, hey, listen, if you have a conflict with somebody, you go straight to them. Go straight to them and work on it together. Don't, don't go talking about it and gossiping. And it's like, eh, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I'm not sure that's real good. I'm, I like talking to my friends over here about them because they already uh, think the same way about them than I do. So that's what I'm gonna do. I don't know. Uh, and, and that's living outside God's authority right? Or, or you see the God says, man, you should forgive and then forgive again and forgive again. Well, I don't, no, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not doing, I'll give them one chance, okay? Um, or that I tithe them 10%. Uh, I think there's an agenda there. Pastor needs a new Camry. You know what I mean? I want to make it about that. And uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Or, or, you know, pray for my enemies. What? Like, I'm not gonna pray for my enemies. And, and every time we do that, gang, every time we do that, uh, it's us saying, God, I see what you say. Like, I, I, I see where your way is. But listen, man, your authority, your way, uh, it's not what I would do. It's not what I would do at all. And, and I know best. I know best. I know. I mean, I'll take the love if you want to give it to me. Yes, and amen to that. I'll take the good things that you want to shower down on me. And if you want to bless me and do things for me, I'm about it. But at the end of the day, I'm king. I'm king. And I think, uh, I think one of the biggest reasons why you are seeing more and more people become anti-Bible, I, this is just my opinion, I don't think it's because anyone has found anything at all to refute uh, the, the proof of the Bible. I don't think anybody's found anything whatsoever to refute the authenticity. It's the most scrutinized book in the entire planet and it's like totally just gone unscathed. Like it's still here, still provable, it's authentic and, and all that stuff. I just, I just don't think we like being told what to do, everybody. I, do, I don't think we like, I don't think we're so much anti-bio, I think we're just anti-authority. I don't think we like being, what, being told what to do or how to live, even if it comes from a God who made us, who knows us, uh, and who wants the best for us. But, uh, so here's my thing, here's my thing, and this is a big point, man, because again, I wanna go back to that question, does God have ultimate authority in my life or not? Because everything else is gonna be pretty easy if that's established in, in, in the truth in my life. But I'm just gonna give you what I have experienced in my life. And again, there's something to think about, something uh, that you can take it for what it's worth. But here's what I'm gonna tell you. So many great things, like the best things. So I'm telling you the best things that have happened in my life are a direct result of my giving authority to God. 
That's just my truth, man. The more I've given authority to God, the more I think those great things that have happened in my life. And, and so it's not just believing that there's something out there, but through the understanding that there is a God, that he is defined, that he has characters, he's personable, he's relational, he made you, he wants great things for you, he wants to bless you, and he is a God worthy of your allegiance and submission. There is a king, there is a king, and when I choose to give him my authority, it's a choice that I make that says, my life is not my own. My way, it stinks, man. I wanna go Jesus's way. And Jesus, Jesus doesn't wanna kind of matter. That's what this is about, really, gang. He doesn't wanna kind of matter. He doesn't wanna be like a part-time Lord, uh, and he doesn't wanna be, uh, he doesn't wanna have part-time followers, okay? Jesus says, if you wanna find your life, then you need to lose it. You need to give it to me. You surrender it to me. And he's saying, here's what he's saying. You don't make me Lord, I'm already Lord. Like, you don't make me, I'm already Lord of everything. It's just, are you gonna place yourself under my lordship that's already here, that's already established to all people? And I honestly, gang, like, I, thought, I don't have any other agenda here today. Uh, I just want you to experience what, like, God followers are experiencing when they give and surrender their, the authority over to God. And because, man, he's a good God, amen? He is a good king. He's worthy of having uh, authority in your life. And so the first thing we need to remember uh, is that our allegiance, listen to me, everybody, our allegiance starts with God. Not me, not my government, not my country, or anything else. That's where our allegiance starts. And so Paul tells us, let's get back to it, all governing uh, authority has been ordained or instituted by God, okay? So if there's a government, God put it there. That's what this is saying. If there is a government, God is over it. We could take the Old Testament, New Testament, take what Jesus says, and it all points to the same things. Now, here's what we do need to look at. Good kings, bad kings, right, great presidents, uh, really bad dictators, all of it is in God's domain, that's pretty clear. I'm not telling you to like it, I'm not telling you that we should like it or anything like that, but we need to see that that's what the scripture says, and because God is my authority, then I will submit to that, I will be subject to it. So let's keep going, verse two, but this is more about authority uh, than anything else, really where my allegiance lies. All right, so then he says, all right, consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you wanna be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. So here's the second principle within that one that we wanna live by, that we wanna go with our relationship with government. It's this, is that I also need to obey the law whenever possible. I need to obey the law whenever possible. We doing okay so far? I'm just really quiet out there. Okay, uh, I'm, not used, I'm not used to this. Okay. So uh, I don't have too many jokes in here either. All right, so we need to obey the laws of the land, all right? Now, more importantly, this is saying that if you, this is what he's saying, and if you resist God's ordained government, you're actually resisting God. He's like, you gotta be real careful, man. So when you resist, you're actually, when you're outside of God's parameters, then you're gonna face a guilty conscience because you're actually opposing God. You're not just opposing the government, you're opposing God and what he put in place, and there will be punishment from those who are in authority. That's straight from verse two. Again, I'm trying to get this as straight from the scriptures as I can. Now, all right, 
Got that? Now, we're going to talk about this for a second because I had some questions, all right? And I'm sure you got some questions. So I'm just going to tell you what I thought when I came across this years ago in my own life and still today when I came across something hit me there. Obey all the time whenever possible. A few things I had. I'm just going to give you my thoughts and then what my responses were. So my first thought was, so I just blindly obey the law? I don't, okay. I just blindly obey it, the law. Like these people don't, probably don't love Jesus, right? Because my second thought, because like what about the laws that contradict the Bible? I obey those too? Like that, so that's my first question. We'll get to that. And the other thing is like, I mean, that sounds great uh, because I guess uh, Paul was under like some great authority. I, apparently they, they were great back in the day and they did good, but that doesn't seem to be the case today. I mean, what about corruption? What about uh, abuse of authority? So those were my big questions. Anybody had those questions? I did. And so I thought, so let me answer the last one first, all right? Just so you know, I looked into this. When Paul wrote these things, a, he was not writing under a democracy. There was not a democracy going on. It was a really bad dictatorship going on. Uh, and B, B, none of the authorities in Paul's day were Christian at all. Like they weren't even close to following Jesus. And so these authorities that he's referring to then were at best unfriendly uh, and at worst uh, really, really hostile towards Christians, even like putting them to death and lighting them on fire to be torches, okay? Like that's the government that he was talking to. And so then you gotta catch this. And so he's saying, th this wasn't a utopia for him. That I would say most of the things that they had in place, he didn't agree with. Like he was probably like, nah, nope, don't agree with that one. Don't agree with that one. That's not God's way. So, uh, you know, that's what most of the leadership in Rome was doing. And so his experience and representation of government is probably worse in every area than what we have today, okay? You can think whatever you want about our government. It was worse in Paul's day, all right? That's where we're going. But he's, still seeing, he's saying this. But yet, you still gotta follow the law, man. You still gotta follow this, follow the law. There are three times, there are three times in the New Testament that talks about this. So write these down. So it's right here in Romans 13. There's another one in Titus 3, 1. Titus 3, 1. And there's another place in 1 Peter 2, 13. Uh, and they all point to the same thing. We gotta follow the law whenever possible. And there's reasons why, gang. There's reasons why this is practical. And so we're gonna read on right here in verse five. Did you get that? Titus 3, 1, and then 1 Peter 2, 13. But here's the reason why. Here's, it's right in verse five. He says this. He says, all right, so listen. It's necessary to submit to the authorities. Now listen to it. I just feel like he's arguing with us in a great way. Not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. All right, so two reasons why we do this right here, just, just straight out from here. One, to avoid a bad conscience, that's what he said, you don't want a guilty conscience, and two, to contribute, so we follow the law to contribute to the order of things, so it's not like chaos out there, right? So, so God, God has given us government practically uh, to actually uh, ultimately keep us in check, uh, and so this not just a system of anarchy. And honestly, I, like, I hope you agree with that. I hope you, at least you agree with that, because if you don't, like, go ahead and leave and drive 120 miles an hour and shoot your gun and see how far you get. You know, like, you're not gonna get far, hopefully, right? Like, you won't get that far because we like, like, we need some order uh, in, in our lives. And so that's what he's saying. So being a good citizen is, is within the parameters that God wants us to be, okay? And, and here's the thing, gang. We don't follow out of fear. We don't follow out of fear. And we don't follow because they demand it. We follow because we want to have a clear conscience with God. Totally different. And that's what he says right there. If you want to remember what, what, what these points are, it's right there in verse five and six. We want to have a clear conscience with God. So here's the next thing I was wondering. Well, can I oppose? 
right? Like, can I oppose a law without breaking God's law? And the answer is, nobody wants to do it? Come on, what's the answer? Yes, 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 you can totally do that. I, I can still be respectful to the law and at the same time oppose an ungodly law. I believe that's totally within our call uh, from God to stand up and oppose things that we believe are contrary to God's way, to God's law. Now, few ways we do this, a few ways we do this. One is we could peacefully protest. That's totally within the guardrails that, that God wants us to do. And here's the other one, that we be a part of organizations that are gospel-centered, by the way, gospel-centered uh, and want to influence policymakers with the issues that we know are God's issues and, and that are trying to influence uh, the people in those places. I think that that's totally within our rights uh, to do that uh, and also keep a clear conscience with God at the same time. Now, okay, we've got to be real careful with this. Okay, just be really, really careful with this. Um, you gotta make sure you don't break your commitment to the other law, okay? You gotta, can't break your commitment to the laws that are already in place. So, so here's what I'm gonna say. Like, there are organizations like, that line up with, with what I believe is what God would want, but they don't necessarily line up with God's way, if that makes sense. Like, they, they may have the same issues I do, but they don't necessarily care about God's law. They, they, they're in it for other reasons, and you can't be part of that, everybody. Like, that's not what God tells us to do, okay? We, we gotta be careful there. So don't get behind something uh, until you know Here's the, the last part of this one. Because this is really, this has like got a lot of layers. This isn't the only place that, in the Bible that talks about God and government. There are times where God actually calls us to rebel. They're just clear, black and white. There are times where God says it's time to rebel. Just a few examples. If you look in the Old Testament, you look at Daniel. I don't know if you know the story, but he was a captive in a foreign land. Uh, and he was actually really, I mean, loved and adored in that land. But then there was a time where a decree came out from the king that he said, all right, listen, man, for 30 days, you are not allowed to pray to any other God or any other thing other than the king himself. And Daniel was like, I can't do that. And it was, he saw it signed into, the, it was signed into order. And the moment it got signed into order, he went straight to his house and he, and he went upstairs and he got on his knees and he prayed to God like he did every day. He did it three times a day and he got caught. And he got caught. And then he got thrown, that's why he got thrown in the lines. Then he, he, he just, he disobeyed an order. He knew he was breaking the law of the land, but he did it anyway because God's law is more important, okay? Then you, if you go to the New Testament, there's another example of that uh, with, with uh, Peter and John. So they were just going all over the place talking about Jesus and the Pharisees, they didn't like that. And they, they were in forms of government. So they arrested him and they told those guys, listen, man, you can't, you can't do that. You can't go around talking about Jesus. And they're like, well, we just, you know, okay, but we're not, we can't follow that. And so they beat him up. Uh, they beat these guys up and then they, they left what? They left rejoicing after they got the, the heck beat out of them, right? And so then they just go right back to it, start preaching about Jesus. They get arrested again and they go, didn't we just tell you that you can't do this. And in Acts 5, 29, it says, sorry, man, we gotta obey God rather than men. We gotta obey God rather than men. Now, here's where I wanna go with this. Both examples, everybody, show us that there were disagreements with the culture, right? There were disagreements with the culture, but you gotta catch this. Action wasn't taken until they were forced to disobey God, until they were forced to disobey God. Now, we gotta be mindful of this one. 
We gotta be mindful and sensitive to that kind of stuff. We need to see, you gotta be informed, man. You gotta see what's being forced and, and not force of what God would say is biblically unsound. And so the command to be subject in verses one and five are, are not absolute, but it depends on if it involves us doing wrong. And ultimately, right and wrong for us is established by God and not the law, okay? Ultimate right and wrong is established by God and not man. But the key here, listen to me, if you wanna write anything down in that one, the key is by force. If you write that one down, the key is by force. If there are laws you don't agree with but are not forced to do, then Romans 13 takes precedence. All right, Romans 13 takes precedence. He didn't say, because listen, gang, this makes sense. We're not in a Christian society. I hope you know that. There's gonna be a bunch of stuff that don't agree with what God has to say. But here, he didn't say obey only when you agree, and he didn't say obey only when it lines up with what God says, because there's a bunch of things that don't line up with what God says. Uh, you know, so we need to be mindful of what's forced and what's not forced when it comes to our response. All right, last verse, last verse. Verse seven, he goes, all right, now give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. So here's the third principle that we live by, and it says I need to respect everybody. I need to respect everybody. So here's what he's saying with, with respect. I'm gonna just take this like uh, personally. I'm gonna take this one personally. Uh, so like there are things, there are things that uh, I, don't, I don't think, I'm just gonna, okay. Um, there are sides that the president takes that I don't necessarily agree with, all right? There are sides that he takes that I don't agree with and I find counter to what scripture directs me to do, but he's my president, and so here's what scripture says. Even if I disagree with him, even if I don't like, think it, it, he's doing even a good job, I still have to respect his position. That's what he's, I have to respect that position. I don't go off how I feel. I go off my call from God to respect the position. Now, I'm gonna, I probably already have been uncomfortable. I'm just gonna go all in and get more uncomfortable, okay? I'm gonna get more uncomfortable, all right? Hopefully you come back. I'm not teaching next week so you can come back, all right? Now listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask this. I'm gonna have to ask this because um, with the Facebook stuff out there, I, I'm amazed at how some of us like take part in some of that with, with our call as Christ followers, I'm just, I just wanna say something really quick. Uh, and I just, I don't, I don't understand how some of us like hit that like button so easily uh, and so quickly considering what, and, and just considering what that communicates about us. Like, I just, please take this really quick, okay? Don't like turn me off right now because that, that's probably what's gonna happen. You're gonna just kinda cancel me on this one. But, but like, man, just all I'm asking is like, are you really clear with what the scripture's guiding you to do? Are you really clear with what it's directing you to do there? I mean, because, and here's the other thing, gang. Uh, like, are you, are you really accomplishing anything by doing that other than just talking, to, like just communicating how you don't trust that God's in control? Like that, that's honestly the biggest thing that's communicating is like, I don't think God's in control. I'm gonna take control. I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna like that. Even though it's counter to what God is saying and, and for me to be in respecting the positions. And, and I'm just, man, that stuff's nonsense. That's just nonsense, man. And I just wanna call us to step up, step out of that stuff and be Christ followers and like share uh, the love of God to other people. And like, that's how we're gonna win people over. Uh, that, that's the Jesus' call for us to be and we can just not participate in that. And don't... Don't hear my opinion on this. Just, just read this. Read the call by God. That's all I want to do. And I'm not, now, here's what I'm saying. Listen to me before. I'm not saying to change your stance, okay? I'm not, don't, I don't, I'm not saying to change, just change the tone a little bit. Just change the tone a little bit. And, and at the end of the day, because for Christians, man, like our agenda is one of the gospel, right? 
Like, that's our agenda. Like, that's, that's all we need to be about. We need to say the reason we are here on this planet Earth is not to support, promote for any political party, but we are here to support, promote, die to, and advocate for Jesus and him crucified, period. Amen, everybody? That's why we're here, and that's the agenda we have. Always, 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 okay? We're not Democrats. We're not Republicans. We're Christians, and that's different. And I want to challenge you a little bit. I'm not saying don't be political. I'm just saying remember put most important things as the most important things. That's all I'm saying. I think everything else will trickle down. And I'm telling you, the things that will matter will matter, and the things that shouldn't won't, but it all goes back to that first thing. Who's really in control of my life? Who's in authority? Who's on the throne? All right? All right, I'm gonna give us a bonus one because I think we need some we need some smiles. We need something a little more encouraging. So I got one more. It's a bonus one. You see bonus one there on number four. And it's bonus because it's not actually in Romans 13. It's in another place. Uh, but it's a good one, okay? It's, and it's one that will actually, uh, it'll get you off the ledge every time. Every time, okay? And it's this one. It's, we just gotta remain in prayer. I'm telling you, gang, that'll get you off the ledge every time. Even if, it, like, you might, some of you might be a little fired up at me. Just go pray for me, okay? Like, just, it'll get you off the ledge with me. You'll be fine, and, and we'll be all right. Uh, but we remain a pair. So here's what Paul says to do. Here's what, and this is in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2. But here's what he says. Here's what he says we do uh, when we agree. Here's what he says we do when we don't agree. Here's what he says we do first. Here's what he says we do last. Here's what he says to do when things don't seem to be lining up at all and the world is all in chaos and I don't know what to do and it's out of control. Here's what he says. He goes, all right then, first of all, not, not after you're fired up, the first things first, man, the petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, all people. Even that guy? Yes, that guy, okay, all people. For kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. That's why in all godliness and holiness, this is good and pleases God, our Savior. So when something comes up, when like God and government like clash, man, like not when they just understand, when they're like, oh boy, that's bad, right? When that comes up, man, and the decision kind of goes away from God, I think we can do a few things here. One is don't freak out. Okay, don't, man, don't let the Facebook be the first thing you do, please. Like in Jesus' name, man, like just read Romans 13. That'd be great. Actually, the first thing to do is pray, right? Like, but we don't freak out, man. Here's, Here's my question. Like, just practically, how many presidents have you seen come and go? How many has God seen come and go, right? I'm saying, like, do we believe that he's really in control? And so, man, we don't, let others get anxious and messed up by this. Let others uh, do that so we don't freak out and we don't go on a Facebook rant. Because listen, man, we know that no matter who is uh, in the Oval Office, God is on the throne, okay? God is on the throne. And we place our trust in the work of Jesus and what he did for us on the cross, okay? And so then what, here's what we do. Let's do this. Let's hit pause. Let's just stop for a sec, Right? Let's not be like, ah, let's stop, hit pause, and think a little bit. And let's, let's do our civic duty. Let's be good citizens. And how about this? Let's just pray. Let's pray for people that are in those positions. And let's pray that they give their ultimate authority over to Jesus. And then, then that's what will change them. Like that's what will actually compel them to make decisions uh, for God. That that's what we pray for. We pray in the name of Jesus. Let them come into the authority of God. And that they change, uh, uh, you know, that they change their thoughts. Because Jesus has changed them from the inside out. And then we leave all the other junk to everybody else. Doesn't that just seem better? I hope it does. And don't forget, gang, because here's the thing. 
you just don't forget, there's gonna be a day, all this is gonna go away. It's gonna be gone. All this is gonna be gone. The Bible says God's gonna abolish governments and those in authority and rulers and all that's gonna be turned over to the kingdom of God, okay? And in Philippians 2, there is gonna be a day, it says there's gonna be a day where every single knee is gonna bow, every single one. And every tongue is gonna say, Jesus is Lord. That's gonna happen. That's, gonna, that's a promise. And so we keep important things important and we have a perspective that shows what our commitment to Christ really is about when the rubber hits the road with God and government. Let's pray. God, I know that this is uh, heavy stuff. I'm glad to be teaching through it. I'm glad to be challenged by it. Some of this stuff I push back on a little bit because some of the convictions and things that I know would just be better if it was just your way. And, and, and yet when I look at some of the things in place, it's not, it's not all your way right now. You have a plan. I wanna trust in you. I pray for all of us here who are following Jesus that we could just trust in you, that we could just give that over to you. And it really is all about authority. That I wanna, the more authority I give you in my life, the more I'm gonna trust you with everything, including all the stuff that I think's a mess, all the stuff that I don't think makes sense. I pray that over every man and woman here that, that we can actually start to make sense of it because you are on the throne. I pray that we can be encouraged by that. I do pray over those in authority right now. I pray for our civic leaders. I pray that they can have hearts that will break for what breaks your hearts. And I pray ultimately that, that, that their hearts are changed by Jesus and that they could come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And, and I pray for us to be good citizens in the meantime, that we do our civic duty uh, and that we understand that you are in control, that you know better, that you are in ultimate control. And so help us seek wisdom, help us have discernment, help us be challenged and help us think about some of these things so that we can just be following you better and, and just be more and more like Jesus. And we just thank you for this. And we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come back next week.